You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. everybody this is your girl Jules Jesse and welcome back to another Thursday episode of Clapback Culture. I'm so glad to be here. Um, I know I've been on a little bit of a hiatus but I'm back in full effect and guess what we back outside. So today um, I have Rodney joining me again to help me co-host this show to talk about some of our trending topics. Cuddy go ahead and bring Rado right on in. Clap back. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Rado? Rado, welcome back to Clap Back Culture. So glad you could be with us today to help Thank me out on the show. Me. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh, okay. You yawning already. Yawning. <laughs> Let's go ahead and wake it up. Ain't no yawning on this show. So long week, long week. Long week. How y'all yeah. doing? Clap back. The week just got started. How is it a long week? It's Monday. Come long on. weekend. I'll say long weekend. Okay, long weekend. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. Well, listen, we got a couple of trending topics. Something you may be excited about, considering that you are a college graduate. Listen, you guys, Joe Biden's finally coming back through with that $39 million, oh, excuse me, $39 billion student loan debt um, relief plan, you guys. So you guys know that um, the Supreme Court initially pushed back on his first proposal, but came back with that second proposal. Uh, Cuddy, do we have a clip of this? Let's run that clip. All new this midday, the Biden administration says more than 800,000 student loan borrowers will have their remaining federal student loans forgiven over the next several weeks. Today's announcement will impact $39 billion in student debt, according to the Department of Education. This will be automatic forgiveness and borrowers will be notified. It kicks off the president's new student debt relief program called SAVE, which will lower monthly federal debt payments based on factors like income, family size, in some cases, reducing monthly payments to zero. Borrowers will have to ap- apply and qualify. This is not for parents, though, who took out loans to help their kids pay for college. This is also not a done deal. As with the original debt forgiveness plan struck down by the Supreme Court just weeks ago, states will challenge the president's program and bring it back into the federal court system once again. Womp womp. Got you a little excited, really for nothing, Um, because this isn't fully approved and it's not the deal is not funded. However, they did go back to the table to figure out what was lawful. So they made this determination by saying, "Okay, there's tens of thousands of borrowers who have been paying their student loan debts for 20 to 25 years. And, you know, Sally Mann, those guys weren't really keeping up on the calculation. So because there is a program that allows for some forgiveness, um, you know, they've calculated about 800,000 borrowers would be able to classify in their eligibility plan to receive this student loan debt. Do you think you're one of those 800,000? No, I doubt it. So, I mean, the highlight of the whole conversation for me was when she said it's not a done deal. You know, when this thing first happened the first time, I was really excited. I was one of the recipients. I definitely applied and was, you know, I mean, for the most part, Biden basically said, like, you know what? It's a done deal. You know, we're forgiving your loans and you guys are good. And then they come back all of a sudden out of nowhere. Now, I knew it was something because it kept saying pending, pending, pending. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, Jews, this is going to be another case of it pending. Yeah, well, they're saying in the coming days and months, thousands of borrowers will learn their fate on whether or not they are eligible um, and they'll receive those adjustments to your account. So guess what? If you're watching Clapback Culture, tap in, let us know if this plan applies to you, because I know, listen, your girl got some student loan debt. It's time to get a few things forgiven. You dig? The whole world needs this thing. You know, we, we have to be able to help individuals, man, that's going through the struggle. You know, it's like we say college is the big dream, but it's no support when we actually graduate and come home and got this lump sum. So now we got rent and a car note and then a whole nother bill as far as with this thing. So I hope Biden do the right thing. I also think it's a lot of BS because obviously re-election is right around the corner. And I hate to say it, but I can't. There is there isn't one thing significant that I can remember that Biden has done. Mm-hmm. Um Man, I really, really, I really, really hated that the entire American population voted voted for him 
based on um, him backing up or being the vice president at the time, Barack Obama. And we thought we was going to get some of that Barack magic, so to speak. But what a failure. What a failure. Well, I think you bring up a couple points that I didn't really consider. And first, what you're saying is that I totally agree with is that you're so young when you sign up to get these student loan, uh, mm-hmm. these student loans. I was 19 when I first signed my life away. You have no idea what kind of physical responsibility you're signing up for. Um, and then secondly, you know, uh, to talk about Biden and his administration. Well, I'd argue that I don't even remember any president and what they brought to the table, anything significant that they brought and left behind, um, except for Barack Obama um, and his health care planning. So that I do. Obamacare was a big deal. However, you know, you're right. Joe Biden and his administration, you know, they have to bring something to the table, um, you know, because reelection is on its way. Um, and, you know, we were stuck with that Democratic nomination. Nobody, you know, pushed through. So here we are. And we can't, what Trump called him, Sleepy Joe, Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe. Well, I got some good news for you. Um, Carly Russell, the the young Alabama student that vanished after calling 911, reporting a lost child on the interstate, is now back home. uh, I was worried about that. That's good. Let's clap that up for sure. We're going to clap that up. I was worried about that. Missing persons is a big thing in the, in the society and they go unnoticed and they and no one responds to them. They put that Amber Alert out for like a day or two. And then after that, it's just like it never happened. So shout out to that. Shout out to her being returned, man. That's huge. Well, and not only that. So here's a few facts that we know. We know that uh, Russell returned to her family's home on foot on Saturday night where local police were called around 1045 in the evening. And then they transported her to the hospital. Um, They do have that 911 call. And a part of another news report that I heard is that Russell's, um, she was on the phone with her brother's girlfriend. And though their line never disconnected, she heard um, Russell interacting with the child. And then she felt like she heard Russell scream and then no longer could get um, get her attention. And Mm. so there's some grave details here, but my initial thoughts on this is that this was an attempt for human trafficking, but I think this was kind of swept because of how much media attention this stirred up. I mean, we had celebrities, Octavia Spencer, um, you know, uh, Tyler Perry. I mean, so many people just laying this out on social media in search of this uh, 25-year-old student, and she is found and returned to her home. Um, Her boyfriend came out on social media and just praised and thanked everybody for their support. But he also said, you know, let's, you know, please protect her privacy right now as she navigates this next step, because this is going to be a huge thing for her to try to overcome. It is. It is. So, I mean, human trafficking has been swept under the rug for so long. And, you know, you know, for me, I'm always a guy that talk black. Right. But also human parts, body parts, that trafficking has been huge, too. So, you know, there isn't a lot of attention on it. But, man, black people are taken every day for their body parts and also to be used, you know, um, as prostitutes and things of that nature. And a lot of times once they ship them outside of the U.S., they almost forgot about, you know, if you're not the mom or immediate family, you know, you don't have that money to really put out that that search team for real, for real. A lot of people be snatched. I mean, you will be surprised when I say you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. There are thousands, millions of people, black people um, who are still gone missing. So I'm just excited to hear that she's back. Yeah. uh, Stay vigilant out there, ladies Um, and and fellas. You know, I don't know if men are being trafficked as, you know, in the high rates as uh, women are. But there's so many things like it seems like that toddler uh, was a way to snatch a young woman. Um, Mm -hmm. And here it is. The last few weeks you talked about like. Those napkins being on doors and all these yep, setups. You remember women. that? Yeah, put the mace down, women. Get bear mace. Bear mace. <laughs> That's the thing we that do here in the city. It's not a joke. It's I not mean, a game. Exactly. And be vigilant. You know, if you if you see something that's off or strange, you know, sometimes it's just best to stay in your car. But the toddler ploy would have got me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would have pulled over if I saw a child walking on the interstate. Um, That's cold. That's cold. That's, Yeah. So you that, that's, a hell of, 
I mean, think about that child too. You're like that child endangerment. But I've watched several YouTube videos um, of a young lady who talks about women uh, being being the you know the main people who start the trafficking, and they groom them at these resorts. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I mean, a man can't do it in every facility. And, and who was it? What was the um the 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 guy's name who actually killed himself? Um, he was a famous Hollywood You're star. Asking. Pepsi Epstein, and obviously the young lady who she used to groom everyone. Uh-huh. So women don't just come in like that. You need someone to show them and groom them and show yeah. them the game and all that stuff. It helps us drop their guard. It's sickening, man, that not only we use a woman. This this is cold, though. This is the first time I've seen a kid being used. Well, this is it's not the first time I've heard about it. So, the you know, the woman at the resort, she was talking about, uh, you know, the women being in this flock of other women and children. You know, you're instantly going to let your guard down because you're thinking there's nothing um, dangerous about women and children. You know, that's the most protected people on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were using this to uh to really groom the the women on these resorts to try to traffic them so here we are so another story i wanted to bring to you not a good story but this is a good story for all of you parents out there so you know the playground is you know sets the stage for not only a good time but sometimes adolescents fighting well an 11 year old girl was out in um I believe it was Detroit, and she survived an acid attack following a fight. Let's take a look. From there. This is the playscape at Werner Elementary School in the city of Detroit, a place where kids can enjoy themselves. But we know that playgrounds can also be stages for fights, and that's what happened here on Sunday. But it was the retribution after the fight that is way over the top. 11-year-old Deara Summers spent the last three days in Children's Hospital. Her burns as painful as they are ugly. I was screaming and I was crying. Two girls in their early teens, one of them Deara's cousin, came to blows Sunday here. Deara says she wasn't involved in the fight, but was there when after the altercation, the other girl's mother handed her a bottle filled with liquid and the teen threw it at Deara, her cousins and siblings. At first, it didn't feel like it, but then like two seconds later, started like burning and went through my shirt, my shorts. And ended up immediately tearing off her shirt and running home a few blocks away for the shower. I'm furious. Deara's mother, Dominique Summers, says even the hospital couldn't figure out what kind of acid it was. She's a kid, but also innocent bystander that had nothing to do with this. Deara showed us her painful burns on her back, legs and arms, saying instead of running away immediately, she doubled back to get her purse. I feel like it should be consequences because I didn't do nothing to that girl. It is going to scar her for life. It was a traumatizing event that took place, and she's going to remember this the rest of her life. And so what this apparently was, was a young girl saying, hey, if you want to mess with me, this is the kind of trouble that you're going to find. More troubling about it was that they say, the family here says, that it was the mother who gave that girl the acid. And so the Detroit Police Department has a report. They are investigating and are looking as to whether there ought to be any charges here. We'll have. I mean, the words sound crazy if there ought to be any charges. So initially what what happened was is that law enforcement officials in Detroit said that they that this was outside of their jurisdiction because it happened on a playground, which falls under the jurisdiction of uh, Detroit Public Schools. Detroit Public Schools then released a statement saying, hey, yes, this did happen on our playground, but none of the people that were there go to go to any of our schools and go to this particular school. So they were kind of like pushing it back and forth, back and forth. It's interesting to me that the verbiage is whether or not they're going to charge the parent in this case, when in fact they need to charge the parent and the child. What do you think? I mean, what are your initial thoughts on this? So it's a lot with this. For one, I'm really sick of police picking when they can or cannot have jurisdiction. So that's the first thing. Um, when there's a, when there's an incident that takes place on school, they're there to, to lock students up, parents up, school shootings, whatever the case may be. It, it doesn't matter if it happened in the in the in the county or in the city of Detroit. They have jurisdiction. That's just period. Even if it was in a government building, unless it's in the FBI building, 
or, or the White House, which is here in Washington, D.C., that um, police department has jurisdiction. So that the first part is BS. Right. Second, um, to ask who to charge, it's going to be hard to charge the child, but that mom needs to be put under the jail. Mm-hmm. So it, that was the most irresponsible thing. And, and I mean, I'm just... Yeah, that's- well, for me, I'm puzzled, right? Because in the movies, we always see acid, but I've never seen acid in person. Like I, I, I always look at a thing about the cartoons where you have the substance and the bubbles and it's like boop, 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 you know, that whole thing. But who has acid on deck? Like, yeah, you know, this is this is crazy. And the fact that a mother. So the 11 year old girl was not a part of the fight, but she was there, I guess, subsequently after where her cousins was fighting. I wish we had more information on the age of her cousins that were fighting, because it just seems like if, you know, one thing for your teen for teenagers to be fighting and kind of scrapping. But 11 years old is still elementary school, you know, barely middle school, if we want to go there. And you're thinking about, you know, the parenting yeah. Um, and, I, and and we got to have a lot of conversations about the job and the role of these parents nowadays, because if you're saying to your child, oh, you're getting in conflict with somebody and the way that you're going to resolve it is not only fighting and being violent, but I'm also going to make sure that you catch a charge with this by burning someone. This little girl is very lucky that is on the back of her, on the back of her legs, on the back of her arms and her shoulder. If this had made her face, she would be totally distorted. Um, When I was living in East Africa, you would see many women with acid burns that totally distorted their face because of the burns. And so this was something that um, is a highly used weapon. Um, and to see it here in the United States, to see it done to a, a 11-year-old girl, to see it done on a Black girl at that, it just seems like this is so totally out of the norm that I've seen it used in. I'm just boggled by how this even came about. Um, and I do hope that there is some justice in this case because something like this just can't be just pushed away and, and, and you know, forgotten about. These are different kind of hood joints right here. I tell you that. These are some, these yeah. are different batch of chicks. This just, I know thing. a lot of girls that carry a little a knife, sometimes a razor blade, even our bear mace guys. But I've never <laughs> seen nobody with a bottle. I mean, you, 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 you got a bottle of acid just ready. Like yeah. that's the first. Like this wasn't by accident. You have to understand. Like this was just ready. She had this in the purse. Like okay, when we get into it, and we know we're getting into it, we got this acid for somebody. And trust yeah. and believe, <laughs> that right there is a weapon, honey. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, but right. I thought it's, it's funny that you brought that up because I thought the same thing. I was like, what if what if that would have got in her face? Oh, he's yawning again, y'all. <laughs> if that would if that would have got on her face, it would have been a serious, serious issue. Absolutely. That been a serious issue. I think about my daughter, man, and these are the things that you go to jail for. Like these are the things that I would honorably go to jail for because yeah. this this would be the first time that I whoop a girl ass. I'm whooping the mothers. I'm punching the daughters, the fathers. Everybody gonna get it. Everybody gonna lay up in the bed for a couple of weeks and, and hell up. Yeah, this is this is one of those things that it, it it pushes you over the edge as a oh, parent. Yeah. You come home you and you, they, you go to the hospital, you get a call that your daughter had acid thrown on her. And Eleven years old. Not only not only was it done by a young girl, but it was instigated by the mom. Because because what eleven year old know how to use acid or what to do or anything? You know. It's well, like, and that's the thing. I I really want to know the age of everybody that was kind of involved in this. But my thing is this. It sounds like there was this huge kind of like brawl at the playground. Nevertheless, the fact that the parent introduced the acid into here, I would have even accepted mace. Okay, mace, bear spray, something that can rip out. I would have accepted that. It's frowned upon because evil. Yeah, but acid is a totally different animal. And so when we think about this, you know, this is like it, it, it to me. It falls like, under like stabbing, shooting, malicious wounding. Like this, this is, is a real. This is, this is Satanist to me. It, it's taking over the edge. Yeah, this this out of control, right? Like this this person is really angry. Like these are real angry, ratchet little joints right here, man. 
Well, let's let's move on to our next topic, because this right here is a very, 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 very sad story. Um, nothing good to report on, but I wanted to bring it here to our show because I was just I was so torn on whether or not this was going to be our clapback. But I got a clapback at this mom. So there's an Ohio mother. And, and really, I'm going to say woman because she's no longer allowed to be considered a mother. Um, she's charged with murder after her infant dies because she left on an eight day vacation without her. No fumbling in that title. What I'm saying is this mother, she's 31 years old. She left the, this beautiful little girl who's not pictured here. I didn't want to show her um, this beautiful little girl. She left her behind and went to Puerto Rico. She went to Puerto Rico. She like literally left her in her pack and play and rolled out for eight days and went to Puerto Rico on vacation. When the police authorities found the baby, she was covered. She was in disarray, extremely dehydrated. She she died because she didn't have any food and water. Wow. So this baby suffered 18 months old, 18 months old. uh, Crystal Candelario of Cleveland. Um, She left her in the pack and play from June 8th to June 16th. The neighbors came out and said, you know, that she's a terrible mom um, that someone's always watching her. And they're like, I watch the baby all the time. Why wouldn't she have just dropped the baby off? My thing is this, mm. a mother, even if a, a better mother I'm still or not would have said, Oh, I got to run to the store or something and I'll be right back. Can you watch the baby? And then you roll out. Okay. If you're willing to go, go on vacation and then you come back and you call law enforcement and say, Hey, my baby's dead. I I can't make sense of this story. So listen, I had to bring it to you guys. Um, she was pronounced dead at the scene. Um, and two days later, uh, Candelario, the mother was arrested and charged with murder. I don't, I'm just, I'm so confused why this happened. Um, especially when the neighbor's, you know, really made, uh, you know, really reported like, listen, we watch this little girl all the time. I have no idea why she didn't just bring her over. Is this real? This is real. This, so this is, is real. A, this is a real thing and a real topic. This is a real Where did thing. mom go? She went to Puerto Rico and to... We're like on a girl's trip? It doesn't say what type of trip. She went to Puerto Rico and Detroit. Just says that she, authorities say Crystal admitted to vacationing in Puerto Rico and Detroit why her daughter went days without food. Well, well, first of all, there's no vacation in Detroit. That's it. <laughs> so she might have went on a drug binge or something there, but there's no vacation Maybe. in Detroit. But to leave and not, like, get somebody to get your daughter is crazy. Like, she could have, like, I could have even, like, went for her going a day or two and saying, hey, look, my baby in there, go get her. Like yeah. I'm tripping, I was whatever, but eight days like, to leave eight days is like the most sickening thing I've ever heard in my life. Like you see that pretty baby, it's just man, it's the just baby, the it's baby sick, is man. beautiful. Like that, things like that ruin the whole mood and the whole show. Like that's just out of control right there. You left for eight days and let that baby starve and die. You know, I was looking at the picture of the mother. Um and she doesn't, you know, she's not giving, uh, you know, immediate signs that she's like on methamphetamine or any kind of like drugs or anything like that. She looks very normal. Very. No, she she wasn't thirsty or starving. No, not she at all. Ass that's another one. Every person on this show, like that's that's my that's that's my that's gonna be my role. I'm gonna be <laughs> the one that just whoop ass. The last topic, this topic, that's just what I'm here for. Because these people need their behinds tore out the frame. Yeah, nah, this, this one deserves that. So, what is this given when she's in, when she's put in jail? Like, she's gonna have I, I to just, check in. We need to go back to the old days. You know, I, I like to see when people when people get the same repercussions they put upon people. She should be she should be dead. You know, when these when when things happen in life and, and people make mistakes. You know, back in the day, you know what happened. 
When you did something great, when you did something that caused the life, your life was taken. People need to start understanding the severe consequences for these things because, like, I don't even really don't I don't know how we're even covering this. Yeah. Like when you when, before you explained it to me, I was like, hold on, wait, what happened? Because it feels like there needs to be more said. It, it has to be more said. Like you, you left. You left a, a real human being. You just you like that's like us just being like, oh, Cairo's good. We're just gonna leave him in the pack and play, and we're gonna go off to any anywhere for eight days. Man, anywhere, man. Anywhere. Can you imagine? And then just, the, I mean, here we are as, you know, parents of a six-month-old, of a baby, of a real baby that needs you. I'm Can nervous. You? I'm nervous going to take the trash out or cut the grass when he sleep. Man, I'm saying. Yeah, it's I, like, you're constantly. They got the baby monitor, looking at the monitors. There's no way she did that. Like, it's no way you went. 24 hours. Like, I'm trying to give her grace. 24 hours is out of control. Eight but she went days. In a, a day. A week in a day. On vacation to Puerto Rico. You went out the country. And came back. I, I just hate it because it shows that she had no support system. Uh, it shows that she has... But she did have a support system. That's the thing. You know, I'm talking about. I'm talking about a family. It shows she had no family support system because okay. neighbors neighbors might have watched the kids, but they didn't do it lovingly. They did it like, "Oh, I'm tired." Like you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, okay. Oh, give, me, "Give me the baby. The, the diaper's dirty." Type of thing. So it shows that she had no family support. It shows that she had a very poor friend network, mm-hmm. and it shows that she has a terrible upbringing. And, and all of that has been a, a recipe for disaster. So, you know, people like this, obviously, they're never allowed to have kids. You know, they, they have this thing in Washington, D.C. when you're negligent and every time you have a child, um, protective services meet you at the hospital and say, let me get that. Because, yeah. you know, obviously people lose their parenting rights forever. I never understood because some people should receive their parenting rights back. A lot of people, children are taken due to physical abuse. And I do believe people can change uh, with their circumstances. A frustrated 19-year-old mom um, who's been, you know, destroyed in every way is not the same at 35. So right. I don't believe in that. But in this instance, I would never, I wouldn't trust, she wouldn't be allowed to have a puppy. Yeah. She wouldn't be allowed to have a goldfish. Like, it's yeah. just out of control. All right. Well, on that note, let's take a quick break. But when we come back, I got a I got a conversation I want to bring to you guys. I'm going to leave it for you so you can think about it during the break. But listen, when you go out in a big group to a really nice dinner and you split the bill, are you splitting the bill or are you paying for your own stuff? Stay tuned. You're watching Clapback Culture. Clapback. The WashDOT PASS program has really impacted me with their funding, creating a, a space for us to bring these cohorts in, women and men, um, especially in the BIPOC community, people that are looking for livable wages in certain zip codes to make sure that they're able to take our peer apprenticeship program and that we're also able to help them with any barriers that they have. You can be an apprentice, you can get into this field. You don't have to be tough, you don't have to have tough skin, you don't have to be a man to be in this industry. Visit the link at the end of this video to learn more. Ashley McGirt here, founder and CEO of the Therapy Fund Foundation. We are cordially inviting you to reclaim wellness with us at our inaugural behavioral health conference and resource fair, taking place during BIPOC Mental Health Awareness Month, July 21st at Green River Community College. This is an all-day educational event promoting health equity by addressing mental health inequities and disparities as a way to improve mental health outcomes for people of color. We will have a men's mental health panel, youth panel, and nine different breakout workshops touching on a wide range of topics like racial trauma, ancestral healing, human trafficking, and sexual assault. For those unable to attend in person, we will be streaming live. You don't want to miss this experience. We will have raffles and a number of community vendors as this is also a resource fair. Your attendance will send a powerful message that mental health advocacy, education, and support is worthy of investment. If you work in behavioral health, you're a student, educator, or you're just interested in learning more about mental health, this event is for you. Big Tobacco thinks they know everything. They think they know you. 
your communities. The places you go, the way that you spend your time. They think they got you all figured out. Down to a formula. A calculation based off of numbers of what they think they know. Show them they're wrong. Learn more at theythinktheyknowyou.org. Welcome back to Clapback Culture. This is your girl, Jules Jesse. I got my co-host with me, Rado in the building, guest hosting today on Clapback Culture. What up? up? All right. So listen, we've been talking about this topic. Uh, This is something you and I have talked about before, considering Mm -hmm. now that you cannot split the bills when you go out to dinner anymore. So if you're in a group, um, really, it doesn't matter who you're sitting with. They only will let you split the bill four ways. Um, a lot of places only twice, only two ways, really. Or even two ways. They want or four, two, four forms of payment. Um, mm-hmm. But oftentimes they don't want you to split the bill at all. So mm-hmm. let's take a quick look at this viral clip about uh, some people feeling some type of way about splitting the bill for a birthday dinner. Uh-uh. I'm only paying for what I'm checking. I'm not splitting the bill, Charlie. That's crazy. You expect us to split the bill? You got lamb chop. You got steak. You got some other. Look at all that. Look at what all they got. They talking about splitting the bill. What did you come out for? What did you come out for? We come together and split the bill. My thing is, y'all doing too much. Y'all doing way too much. We didn't order all that. We went out. <laughs> you got lamb chop. You got steak. You got something else. So for me, it's not new, but this new wave that you was telling me about is kind of new. And I said because of this, I do believe in paying for what you had, right? So mm-hmm. in the midst of saying, so, I mean, well, you broke it down to me like this. If it's a group of 12, we're just going to evenly split the bill 12 ways. So if the bill come out to um 1600 those 12 people everybody gonna give up 140 bucks or whatever the case may be right the discrepancy comes in where you know you didn't have a drink or you didn't have dessert and this person next to you not only got lamb chops but he also got the lava cake and he had two margaritas so yeah. it's like hold on two margaritas and just your two margaritas your lamb. i mean basically your meal is 70 dollars more than mine I don't eat a whole lot. So I got calamari, which is a $15 appetizer. And I got like maybe some garlic garlic fries, right? And so a lot of people are coming in and they're saying, well, I'm old school. I want to pay, you know, I want to pay how I weigh. I want to pay for what I've eaten. So my little uh, stuffed chicken breast, that was $29. I'll give you $40. That's a $10 tip plus what I ate, you know? But obviously what they're saying is I think this group is, is extremely angry because it's this new trend that you taught me about. And it's basically saying whatever the bill is, we're going to split it evenly. I, I mean, I'm older now, so I just don't really care when I go out. I just want people to have a good time. But right. in my head, I don't agree with that. I really don't. I'm really for the culture and saying like, you pay for what you eat and you put $10 on top of what you eat. If you're an individual, you put $10 on, over top of whatever you eat, a few dollars for tax, and that's it. So if my food was $30, I'm giving you $42, $2 for tax and $10 for the tip. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because I see it both ways. Mm-hmm. I'm a person who goes out with people who who also order the lamb chops and the steak and three lemon drops, right? So. Yeah. I never face this issue because we're all eating and drinking in abundance when we go out. No one's kind of being um, frugal, if you will. Right. For the girls who do, you know, come in and say, listen, especially our friends who don't um, drink. Right. We typically. So this is a great example. When I go out with the gold diggers, Wendy does not drink. So. Mm A part of what we do is we just make the adjustment for her to say, okay, you know, we're all going to put 150 on the bill. Wendy, you only, you didn't drink anything. So you just put up a hundred or something like that. Right. 
Mm-hmm. They're going to compensate for that. In this situation, um, if you're going to a birthday dinner, you know, I just went to a birthday dinner and it was a prefix menu. And so everyone was asked to put up $151 and they ran it on one check. You know, that this is the time where you're at a table. There's 25 people. It's easy to just break it up the same way. Everyone got the same number of entrees. Nobody and everyone ended up getting their bill for their own individual drinks. Mm. If you're going to a birthday dinner, you should anticipate that you're going to pay a little bit more um, to just have peace of mind. Right. I understand that some of the people went and they said, listen, I didn't order a forty dollar entree, a twenty dollar appetizer and forty dollars worth of drinks. I had, you know, forty dollars worth of stuff instead of it getting to that level. I would have just said, okay. You guys just put in what you're going to put in. And then the 10 of us who are not in disagreement of that, we'll just split the bill the way that we want to. Right. Um, And I think they could have easily just did it that way. So if there was 12 people at the table, two people felt some type of way about it. Okay, you guys pay your little sixty dollars or whatever you spent. Then we'll just take that off the bill and then divide the rest of the, the total by 10 and then move on. That's it. But and, and again, that sounds easier than done. But I think we're talking to the 35-year-old um, Jews versus the 25-year-old Jews. Yeah. This, group, this group right here looked more of the 25-year-old Jews. And what's happening with that is that at this age, we go out with the anticipation of spending money. And we we are established. Yeah. Um, our younger people are not. They're still right. scraping from. So everything matters. You remember being 25 and everything came down to... Your whole day came down to the outfit, hair, the kind of makeup you got. You probably right. couldn't even get your nails painted because you needed right. that twenty dollars to get in the club and yep. that eight dollars to get in the drink. And you went in there early to be able to get the special. And so, you went in early so you didn't have to pay the twenty dollars to get in. Exactly. So yeah, right. You, you know that that's a whole thing. Imagine living like that now. Yeah. So it's not even it's 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 like night and day. So I get it. You know, um, to even okay, let's just let's just stop this. Let's just be honest. You just talked about spending a bill and paying one hundred and fifty dollars for one meal, right? Did you even remember paying one hundred and fifty dollars for one meal before you was thirty? Oh, absolutely not. Yes. And, <laughs> I, I, I like, can't read that back. I'm like, do you just do you know? Right. You I said that so casually because I think you know, like if you and I go to dinner and we drop two hundred on dinner, I'm like, oh, we got that's a steal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because yeah. now $150 a person. You know, me and you're my right. Mom, you're right. You Check my privilege. privilege. Check my yeah. privilege on that. Because yeah. to your point, you know, I go out when I go out to eat, I go out to have a good time. So I'm not even checking the price on think about your birthday dinner. We went to Felipe Chow. It was beautiful. We had a great time, but you weren't counting and calculating, okay how many drinks did I have Four, okay. And they're $20 a piece. Or did you just say it's a birthday dinner and I'm getting another drink? Our young people make like 10, 50, $1,100 every two weeks. So every two weeks, their check is about 1100 and their, 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 their rent is 1100. So they live, they live in check to check every yeah. few dollars count. And um, I, I mean, I get it. I mean, I, I'm really, really still in the culture where it's like, Hey, look, Pay for pay for what you have. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I'm still with that. Now, for me, I'm a I'm a provider. So when I go out, I'm always looking to to, um, you know, to help others. So I'm always like, OK, how much is the bill? The bill is 650. OK, here's 300. Y'all worry about the rest. You know it, what I'm saying? It used to be a time where you went to a birthday dinner. You paid for your own stuff, but then you brought an extra like dub to pay for the birthday girl. Yeah, that was it. Like everybody at the table just all kind of chipped in a little bit to make sure you could pay for the birthday girl. And you were definitely very relaxed in what you ordered. Like you you weren't jumping out there because when it was a large group, you're like, hold up, hold up, hold up. And, and, And this and this is another thing. I have never seen a big group go out to eat and there not be no confusion. I don't care how old we get. Yeah, that's when true. It, everybody eats, but as soon as the bill come, everyone's tense. Right. Like, what is about to be? And you be out there, it'd be 13 people, the bill come up to uh eighteen fifty. You'd be like, whoa, whoa, eight, whoa, whoa. You look in front of you, you got Brussels sprouts, macaroni and cheese, a side of rice pilaf, lamb chop, shrimp, calamari. Empty glasses of lemon drops. And you guys have to understand, 
They say beverages cost two ninety five, but I swear they fifteen dollars. Listen, it's like they just hit your card every time you get a refill. Let you me know what my cheat code is when I go out with a big group. Yeah, I'm bringing cash. Yeah, yeah. I'm bringing cash because guess what? You ain't about to ask me to run everything on this big boy Amex. I'm good. Y'all stop asking. Y'all stop asking what's refillable. Root beer floats are not refillable. (laughs) (laughs) I I think, and again, it goes back to you got to know who you're going out to dinner with. Like, I want to go out to dinner who do want to eat in abundance. And I want to go out with people who share. So it's like, if we're sharing everything that comes to the table anyway, I'm definitely splitting the bill with you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I'm also, you know, a very generous guest or a generous host. Um, and I'm like, OK, listen, if how much you got? You got 60 on it. OK, you know, I'll cover I'll cover the rest. So in this case, I understand everybody's extra uh, high, uh, you know, high vibration there. But uh, ruined a birthday dinner. They should have had a, b- a better plan going into it. Yeah, no, nah, they should have. They should have. Yeah. for real. All right, y'all. Listen, we got more controversy on the menu. Let's take a quick break. But when we come back, I got to clap back at Kiki Palmer and or maybe her boyfriend. Stay tuned. You're watching Clapback Culture. Clapback. I learned about the new program through many different community organizations. The program, um, they're very good at making sure that you meet the right people. My favorite part would have to be the community building um, and also the volunteer opportunities as well. I've been working on my physical health a lot more. I've been intentional about that and they're very big on that. I'm still learning how transformational it is um, because there's just so much opportunity. It's a great program and they will support you. Visit the link at the end of this video to learn more. Ashley McGirt here, founder and CEO of the Therapy Fund Foundation. We are cordially inviting you to reclaim wellness with us at our inaugural behavioral health conference and resource fair, taking place during BIPOC Mental Health Awareness Month, July 21st at Green River Community College. This is an all-day educational event promoting health equity by addressing mental health inequities and disparities as a way to improve mental health outcomes for people of color. We will have a men's mental health panel, youth panel, and nine different breakout workshops touching on a wide range of topics like racial trauma, ancestral healing, human trafficking, and sexual assault. For those unable to attend in person, we will be streaming live. You don't want to miss this experience. We will have raffles and a number of community vendors as this is also a resource fair. Your attendance will send a powerful message that mental health advocacy, education, and support is worthy of investment. If you work in behavioral health, you're a student, educator, or you're just interested in learning more about mental health, this event is for you. Big Tobacco thinks they know everything. They think they know you, your community, the places you go, and the way that you spend your time. They think they got you all figured out. Down to a formula, a calculation based off of numbers of what they think they know. Show them they're wrong. Learn more at theythinktheyknowyou.org. Welcome back to Clapback Culture. This is your girl, Jules Jesse, alongside Rado, guest hosting tonight on Clapback Culture. Welcome back, Rado. What's up? So, listen, I am ready for you to bring the smoke tonight. I'm ready for you to bring the clapback. This has been in all the headlines. We're talking about Kiki Palmer, um, her boyfriend, essentially putting her on blast because yeah. of her inappropriate outfit. So, Cuddy, show us the outfit really quick. Just in the, just in the, okay, so here's the outfit. Kiki, my girl, my girl, my girl. She's a brand new mom. I think her baby has to be three and a half, four months now. Um, her body post baby is banging, honey. Okay. She, that baby weight is making her look amazing. And she's out here showing it off. Is she showing it off a little too much? Yes. Apparently to her boyfriend slash baby father. Um, here's his tweet. Let's read his tweet really quick. I'm going to give you the full information before I get you to clap back at this. So let's see his tweet, Cuddy. 
So this is what he put. So he initially commented on the post and said that her outfit was inappropriate and that's not what moms wear. Post, you know, post after post after post, people were coming at uh, Darius and he finally tweeted this out and says, we live in a generation where a man of the family doesn't want the wife and mother to his kids to showcase booty cheeks to please others. And he gets told how much of a hater he is. This is my family and my representation. I have standards and morals to what I believe. I rest my case. So 2.3 million views as of uh, July 5th when he posted that. A lot of people retweeted it. And a lot of people were still clapping back, um, you know, coming after Darius, saying that that wasn't his place, calling him a hater, all this, that, and the third. My take on this, Rodney, is this. I don't think he had a big, I think he had an issue with her outfit, but I think he took a bigger issue to the behavior that Kiki Palmer displayed while she was at the concert. We have a clip of that. Let's take a look at the let's take a look at the clip and then we'll come back and we'll just break it all down. having a good time um but i think this embarrassed her man a little bit because she's not acting like a woman in a relationship she's giving very single girl vibes and i think she kind of got lost in the moment um clearly she didn't show her man the dress before she went out because if she did they probably would not have gotten into such a spat publicly rodney take it away i want to know what you think about this so I, I think you hit it on the head in the beginning. So obviously understanding that she's a performer, she's an actress, she's a singer, she's all these different things. He's seen her in, in dress like this. How do you pronounce it? Uh, sultress? Okay, very <laughs> yeah. sultry. Yeah, so he he's seen her in things like this. So it, it has nothing to do with the dress, but it says everything on how the behavior uh, matches up. And it basically says that she's not for him. So... It, it, it screams desperate. When women dress like this, they don't dress like this for themselves. They dress like this because they want men to see them. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of women will come out and try to defend it and say, well, oh, no, I'm just doing this. Your girls don't want to see your ass or your vagina or your breast. Girls dress like this specifically to get other men's attention. And no one's going to admit it. But us as men, we know because we're the recipients. <laughs> we're the recipients of getting this from other women. So when women dress provocative and they check everything, every detail, they're not doing to say, oh, I want to look good for this guy. They want to look good for guys out there. Not to say they're going to give themselves to this guy, but obviously you're doing it with a slight possibility. So if a woman does it, you have 1% that a man can get you and the other 99% that you're coming home. But us as men, we still, we're still not respected in that, in that way. And it makes us feel a way. Um, part two, when a woman is off limits, they also understand how to um, receive a man or how to push a man away. So everybody knows about the church hug, right? When mm -hmm. a woman hugs certain men, they come in a certain way, a, a certain distance. That hug tells everything about what you want from how you want a man to respond. When you right. hug something like that, we understand if we need to come in, if we can touch your, your lower backside. We understand because it's, it's saying, I respect you as a homie, but back up, don't do too much, right? That dance said, showed how much she respect her man. I, when, yeah. When a woman comes in, if they, what they would usually do, guys will come up to a girl in the club all the time and try to grab them and dance. You know what a girl always does to be respectful? 
they hand dance. Yeah. Every girl grab a guy so they're not embarrassed and they'll dance with your hand and stuff like that, but they'll move their body away. And yeah. they don't want to show that they respect their man, but they don't want to step on the guy's feelings because they respect them and they respect themselves. Right. She not only um, gave Usher her body, her soul and her mind, she but did. she also taunted Also, She also showed why she wore what she wore. And that 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 at the end, turning her butt around, she wanted him to see everything. And when you're a man and you're at home and you're doing all these different things with your wife and your kids, we're doing all these things to show that woman that we are for them. So when you do things like that, it's a spit in the face. And and eventually she she that relationship will never be the same. Once you lose a man respect, you lose it forever. And you could come back and try to chip away, but us as men. We're built differently than women. We're not the same. We're not as forgiving. We're, we're not wired the same way. So women require love and loyalty. We, res- we require loyalty and respect. And right there, it just wasn't a respectful thing. Now, going out on social media and all that stuff, um, I don't really agree with all that stuff. But people are going to do anything to make their own behavior admissible, Right. So women are going to argue this so that they can be able, so their man won't be able to tell them the same thing. Oh, she wasn't wrong. We can dress like this. We're in 2023 and all this blah, 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 blah. But we have to understand how many women can you guys count on one hand that's in a successful relationship? Besides Beyonce and and big shout outs to Beyonce. But all the women that everybody are looking up to are not married. You know, they're, they're being passed around and they got a huge, huge, huge background. And yes, we can say, sis, we happy for you now. But can we count the other 35 bodies from before? Well, I think there's a few things that I agree with you on. And that's I think Kiki just I think this moment I, I'm, I'm actually quite shocked to see that she jumped out here. Um, in that way, because Sweetie also attended the Usher concert and she's in a relationship. And the way she interacted with Usher was, like you said, very much the hand dance. Um, You know, this is a situation where it's like you got caught all the way out there slipping. I mean, it's not cheating, but this is just as bad as cheating in a sense, because you totally embarrass your partner on a big public platform. I think uh, Darius, while he's making a jab publicly, had nothing to do with her being a mom in the outfit because he's let her. And when I say let, I know a lot of people are going to say like, oh, Jules, how could you say a man let? Listen, if you're in a relationship with somebody, you two are establishing the rules between the two of you guys and what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. He has allowed her. They have come to uh, an agreement that she can wear things that are sexy, that are a little bit more salacious, um, that are more provocative because he's cool with that. I think it had nothing to do with the outfit in this case. But like you said, the behavior that came out with that kind of outfit on was just too on the 10. It was too much. And it was disrespectful. Um, you know, she Kiki is very theatrical um, in, in a sense like that. But I just think that she took this a little bit too far. Uh, and, you know, I'm I'm actually pretty shocked at the number of comments from men and women that uh, that are in support of 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 this of this behavior and saying that Darius doesn't doesn't have any any ground to stand on. It's interesting because what relationship do you guys think that you can be in where this is it's given this? I sat around the table and talked to my girlfriends at while we were in Arizona and we talked about this in length. Everybody who was in a relationship was like, absolutely not. My man would kill me. And they said, it's not about the dress because guess what? If she really wanted to wear the little stank dress, she should have asked before she left out and said, hey, listen, he wouldn't wouldn't I'm embracing this new body I got. Are you cool with this? It's sexy. You know what I'm saying? I'm wearing it because I feel sexy in it. You can wear provocative outfits, Bring it to your man's attention. Let him say how he feels about th- how, uh, feels about it and then decide whether or not it's an appropriate environment. I still want to wear a thong panty dress on a huge stage with Usher because everybody else is watching. But guess what? If you were out overseas, 
you know, and wanted to just be real sexy or something on a girl's trip. You brought it to your man and was like, hey, can you know, do you care if I wear it? I mean, I've asked you that several times. Like, what do you think about this? Can I do you, do you mind if I post something like this? Let, let, let me let me let me say this and not to cut you off. Right. So the thing about it is I hear you keep saying like permission, permission, permission. But as adults, women know what's appropriate and what's not. When a woman really respects a man, it don't have to they, they won't bring it to the table. They respect their man too much to even ask the question. There's an un, unsaying rule with respect. Respect goes a long way. You don't have to bring an outfit in the room to ask if it's appropriate. 99% of the time, if you have to ask your man if it's appropriate. Then the outfit's inappropriate. You're just looking for his reaction. Well, and here's the thing, though. That is. outfit is inappropriate, right? Like, it is, it is an, it's a overtly revealing outfit and if she wanted to wear it i think it just makes sense to tap in with your partner right like people, people are wrong because what they're doing is is that they they are not giving this man value because they they perceive kiki as more valuable so right. because they don't see him as the money maker in in the in the um, relationship and they don't know his funding they don't know anything but the world equates power with or money. masculinity with money. And right. because they feel Kiki has more, they feel like it's acceptable for her to walk over him. Needless right. to say, they don't still understand a man's place. And, and my thing is, I'm sitting in there crawling for him because all the men know. It's like, like, come on, Kiki, we love you and all that, but you wouldn't do this with Jeezy. Like, this wouldn't be a, a, a conversation if you was with a Gucci man or, or somebody in the industry that people perceive as a man. Mm-hmm. If you did this, people will be scared to even even say something to that man. Imagine her partner being Boosie, like someone who's very outspoken. So mm-hmm. my thing is, Kiki get a pass. She gets a pass for how she dressed because she is responsible for, for being a performer, actress, photo shoots, et cetera, et cetera. But her behavior scream, I don't respect my man. And I'm trying to I'm giving you the, I'm giving you this from a male's perspective because women are not women women are not going to be I, how how can I put it they don't have the balls to tell the truth right it's almost like when Steve Harvey made that that book that think like a man and, and mm-hmm. act like a, you know what I'm saying? act like a woman think like a man and it was one of those things so women not going to really give you the real deal but I will tell you this every woman knows. Every woman is going to act a certain way depending on how masculine that man is. You know what I'm saying? If they got, if they can walk over that man, they're going to walk over his ass. And that's what she did. She she took her shot. She took her shot on someone who she thought had higher value than her male. And I, I feel bad for Kiki because now she don't get a chance to go home to Usher. She's going to go home to, to, to someone who she's disrespected and that, that love, that, that, that that respect and that love gonna be chopped away, and, and it, it won't be a place for her like that anymore. It's I think it also. I think the sad thing is, is that it also invited the public into a very private relationship that they have been in a relationship for a number of years, and then it's like you know she's she sparked this whole newfound fame and people. I think this is a new thing too, right? The new thing is is that people are lusting over Kiki in this new body. And she took it way over the top. And Usher added two on the 10 by tweeting. Usher wasn't tweeting yet. Usher's girlfriend was in the audience. So here's the thing. It's it's a double standard because, you know, Usher was serenading and doing his thing and kind of pulling her more out of her shell. And then, you know, he got on Twitter, right, you know, immediately after that and kind of continued to insert itself, which further injured Darius's ego in all of this to say like damn like you even got the you even got the man tweeting me about the stuff so you know Usher Usher Trey songs and Chris Brown none of them is allowed to touch your girl none of them (laughs) (laughs) or the man is going to be your girl huh look look, I'm going to tell y'all this quick story right so it's funny that Drew said that we didn't know anything about their relationship because we did not so a couple of weeks ago, me and Lucy was out shopping and old Kiki Palmer ran into Jules and she and she they had this whole full out talk. And I promise you guys, this was this had to be about a week before this whole scandal. But it was it was like a, a whole thing, a whole vibe. And Jules was like, that's her man right there. And I was like, wait, where? Where is he at? 
And, you know, he's like a little skateboard kid or whatever, in my opinion. No disrespect if you're watching this because I respect all men. But he was someone who I had to size up because I didn't know anything about him. And it's not because he's not popular or, or, or was not a man of value, but it's because their relationship has been so private. Right. Uh, <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's a thing of the past. It sucks that this is the way that we're introduced to her man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like the way that you in- introduced to your man is like you disrespecting him at the concert. And the thing is, is I think they may be able to overcome this. Um, you know, it, it kind of just depends on the person and their relationship. Um, it depends on what she's said at home. I think she should have publicly kind of addressed the statement. The only thing she did say is that she came out on Twitter and said that, um, you know, I really love my man, but she didn't, she didn't no. affirm or reaffirm, um, no. what, what happened. And she didn't protect she's him. Saying she's saying Stevie Wonder, I'm blind to the bullshit. She's saying that with her son in her lap. That's what she's saying. I don't know if you've seen it, but when we get off, I'll show you this. Now, I'm going to say this. This is why they won't recover from it. Our relationship, we don't get the same publicity and people reminding us of things every day. When you're in this kind of relationship, when you have millions of followers um, um, trolling you oh, all it's day. It's recover and, from that because you're constantly jabbed with it every single time and it's fresh. And because this thing happened online and he addressed it online, Kiki had the power to shut everybody up and she did not. And, and that's what I, that was my thing. She not protect him in the end. And this is why I'm telling you that's a sign for disaster. Well, she it's because she, she probably, you know, she in the moment, she probably didn't feel like she was wrong. You know what listen, I'm saying? Listen, listen, she knew she listen. was wrong and she just didn't want to buy into it. Listen. She knew she was wrong all the way around. When a woman loves their man and they do something wrong, the first thing they do is go back and beg for a way to make it right. This is a traditional woman. This has nothing to do with anything else. When a woman knows she's done something wrong to the man that she loves, she finds a way to make it right. Kiki is not doing that. So it shows that she don't respect her man. She could have easily came out and said, you know what, baby, I fucked up. I'm sorry public apology, whatever case may be. Let's do what we do. Let's do us, baby. Let's fall in love. That would have been enough for him because he would have said, you know what? She owned up to her mistake. She embarrassed me in the public. She embarrassed herself by public uh, by apologizing in the public. And that's that. She won't do that. So do you think she didn't going, do that? Do you think she's, um, you know, influenced pride, by pride, social pride, media? Pride, pride, but do you think that, do you think what's, what's also perpetuating that is also the people on social media backing it and saying like, pride, it's acceptable? Pride, pride, pride. I hear that, but I'm asking you a question. Like, do you think that, that all these other opinions is also perpetuating the way she feels and is maybe validating it for her. Well, whether it validates or invalidates, it all comes down to pride. When, it, when when you have people siding with you or siding with your bullshit, then your pride won't allow you. The pride is the thing that's going to have her come over the top to apologize or not apologize. For a woman to say that she wasn't wrong, knowing that Kiki Palmer is not someone who's ratchet, but someone who has a, a, a very high, um, I would say, um, intellect for just the world in general. She's someone that we listen to because she always has the right thing to say. Needless to say, she's always combative with people who's who comes over her, like a Wendy Williams and other people like that. So we watch her and, and, and we love on her. So she's someone who has a very high intellect with things in life. Yeah. So it, it's hard to get her past. Yeah, she can't get a pet, but she knows what she's doing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you can't force a woman to respect a man. And what I'm saying is, has she were to respect them, we don't get here. And if we do get here, she fixes it. That's what I'm saying. Like, some things are just, like, black and white. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Kiki, Kiki, Kiki. I can say that I, you know, I I hate this for you, but at the same time, you know, you make your bed and you lay in it. We may not all agree on this, but, you know, my stance is that, listen, you're in a relationship and it takes two to tango. When you're in a relationship, you have to come to an agreement with your partner and set those rules together. If your man is in, this is the way that he intends to run his family and wants to represent it. You're signing up for that. You know what I'm saying? You're signing up for that. And so if you're a woman who falls into the traditional roles of man and woman and that's what you 
you, that's what it seems that Darius is signing up for. Put that tweet up one more time, Cuddy, for us. I just want to look at that one more time before we go. He's saying, you know, that we live in a generation where the man of the family doesn't want the wife and mother to his of his kids to showcase booty cheeks and others, but he gets called a hater. And that's true. We are living in a time where all of these things are acceptable in that a traditional man um, who wants to represent his family in a different way seems to get chastised. Um, you know, I, I I guess we old school, you know what I'm saying? I guess that's just where we're at because I'm still living in the old school. I still believe in the traditional roles. I still feel like the man should be the head of the household and the woman should uplift him to continue to lead. And sometimes there's just a few things that your man don't allow. But guess what, babe? There's men that allow this. There's men that, you know, this is the thing. So a lot of men, though, in today's day, there's a lot of men who really it's a lot of women who sell a woman. But look, look, buddy. Cuddy put this up. He said she dropped the cover of seeing a let it burn after the tweet. <laughs> mm. Got real petty online. I mean, I don't agree with anything being put out online. So, I mean, I think they're both wrong for it. I think the guy handled it wrong. But again, I can't really say what he did right or wrong because I've never been as popular as them two. I've never had millions of followers and people really putting that kind of pressure. I've had a lot of pressure on me, but not like that. So I can't put myself in his shoes. But obviously, what I will say is that we say that celebrities run online to to put their business out there. But I have to disagree. So for me, you know, my birthday had just passed and it was hard for me to send out invitations. So what I did was I just put the address of the party online and you were like, wow, why would you do that? I was like, it's either that or me sending out 150 invitations. And that's not what I want to do for a person who has a million different people that follows them, family, fans and everything. Sometimes it's easier to just address it once online. Sometimes it's, it's easier to just say what you have to say online once week or whatever the case may be. And you address everybody. So I, I get it. I get it. You know, uh, you know. Okay, I guess that's the final thought on that. Well, listen, you guys, great, great, great episode of Clapback Culture. Listen, I'm so glad you guys turn up in these comments. Let us know what you guys feel about this. This has been a crazy episode. Next week, I want you guys to tap in, send me stories. I want to know what you want to talk about so I can bring it live on air. Until then, Rodney, where can they find you? And you guys can catch me at Rod 7 on Facebook and Gmail and TikTok. That's R-O-D-D-O-E-007. Love y'all. Peace. Hey, your boy dropped the Gmail on us. Okay, that's yeah. new. Listen, you guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Treasure of J-U-L-E-S. You know what it is. Until then, until next week, come back. Stay peaceful. This is Clapback Culture. Peace. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.